Well, I don't know what Christmas means to each one of us here tonight. Perhaps it means family, or presents, or shopping, or visiting, or Santa, or bright lights, or maybe even church, maybe even the baby Jesus. But what I want to ask you to consider this evening is a discovery that I made about 12 years ago or so, which is that Christmas is about so much more, that there is a whole other dimension to Christmas, and indeed to all of life, which for me had been missing, certainly from my life, up until that point. And what I discovered was that Christmas was about an adventure. It's about, in fact, the greatest adventure on earth. And this adventure has three aspects to it. Firstly, I discovered that unlike an adventure like The Lord of the Rings, which I adore, I love it, or The Hobbit, which I'm dying to see, which are great stories but never actually happened, the adventure of Christmas actually did happen. And if you think about it, it really is an amazing adventure. The world is mired by evil forces. The powerful are oppressing the weak. The rich are walking all over the poor people. And there doesn't seem to be any hope at all. And God, who made the world, who loves the world, who desperately wants to put it right, takes the biggest risk of his eternal life. He visits a young virgin in a small place called Nazareth and tells her she's going to have a baby without any sex involved but by the power of God's Spirit inside her, and that she will give birth to God's Son, who will save the world from the evil one. A few months later, heavily pregnant, she has to travel several days' journey on a donkey because the government is doing another census, and she and her somewhat confused fiancé have to go to Bethlehem to be counted. There's nowhere to stay because there are so many travellers in town. So Mary has to give birth in a stable which would have smelled nicely of all the animals which inhabited it. And the baby Jesus' first cot is a manger, the feeding trough for cattle and sheep. And that's the start. But the adventure gets even more exciting as the baby Jesus grows up and he begins to stand out from the crowd. Because the grown-up Jesus lived an amazing life of astonishing humility, kindness and compassion. He loved everyone, rich and poor, male and female, locals and immigrants. He taught as no one else had ever taught before. He performed extraordinary miracles which even his enemies could not deny. Healing the blind and the lame. He treated women as equals in a male-dominated society. And he even told people to love their enemies as well as their neighbours. But despite all the good that he did, the religious authorities felt threatened by him. And so they handed him over to the military occupiers, the Romans. And he was sentenced to death and executed on a cross. And if that had been where the adventure ended, we probably never would have ever heard the name Jesus today. But when God raised him from the dead three days later, and he appeared to more than 500 people over a five-week period, 
those who saw him and knew him, started a movement, an entirely peaceful movement, which exploded into history to cover the entire known world within a few generations. Today, Jesus is the central figure in human history. Do you realize that every time you send a text or an email to someone, you communicate the date of Jesus' birth? Because, of course, December 2012 is 2012 years after the year that we celebrate as the birth of Jesus. Everything before him was BC, before Christ. Everything after him was AD, Anno Domini, the year of our Lord. He is the central figure in human history. So that was the first aspect of Christmas that I discovered, was that it was real, it was historical, it was tangible, that it actually happened. But the second thing I discovered about Christmas was that it could change your life. You know, I used to have a a, a good job, well-paid job, I had a lovely house, wonderful wife, two lovely children, but even then I was always searching for something more. I was always looking for something that would ultimately satisfy me but never quite finding it. Nothing ever seemed to quite do it. But when the penny finally dropped, when for the first time I understood what this great adventure was all about, I found a whole new way of being alive, of being in a relationship with a God who loves us all, who loves you, who loves even me, who came as Jesus Christ his son, in a hostile environment, in a, in a smelly stable, in a time when infant mortality was high and there was no national health service, and then to go ultimately to the cross, where he would carry the sins of the world on himself so that evil wouldn't win out in our lives. It was amazing. It was like I'd come home. I had a whole new family of brothers and sisters. No wonder Jesus said it was like being born again. And so the second thing I discovered about Christmas, about the adventure of Christmas, was that it could change my life wonderfully for the good. And the third thing I discovered about Christmas was that it's an adventure that we can all join in on. You see, it's good that the penny dropped. It was good that I got it. But it wouldn't have been much good if I hadn't done anything about it. It's a bit like watching one of those Children in Need programs on the television. It's like sitting there and looking at all the stories and letting the tears roll down your cheeks and then you get to the end of the program and then the news comes on and the children are forgotten and the money that you might have given towards it, well, it never gets sent. And of course the tears aren't much good unless you send the money. You have to get in on the adventure. Jesus would say that the tears are good, but it's actions rather than words that demonstrate real love. And so we have to make a decision. Christmas is an invitation to get in on the adventure of faith, the adventure of following Jesus. It's not easy choosing Jesus, because it's life-changing. Jesus didn't come to make life easy, he came to make people great. He came into my life that was materialistic, somewhat selfish, somewhat self-absorbed, and he challenged me to follow him. And the last 12 years of my life have been the most exciting years by far. Not easy 
but very exciting. One person you may have heard of who loves adventure is a man called Bear Grylls, an ex-SAS officer. He was, uh, he's the TV star of Man vs. Wild and Born Survivor and Ultimate Survival. I'm just going to play you a, like a one-minute ex- extract of his Christmas message to the Boy Scouts. Uh, that was uh, part of a Christmas message that I wrote for all of the scouts around the world. If I'm going to enter a difficult jungle or uncharted mountain range, I always make sure I have a good guide. Life is the same. Go it alone, by all means, but you make the journey that much harder. Trust me. For me, my simple faith has so often brought light to a dark path, joy to a cold mountain, and strength to a failing body. And who better to have as a guide than the person who made the path or the mountain in the first place? Psalm 121 says, I lift my eyes up to the mountain. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, maker of heaven, creator of the earth. Good person to have on side, I always figure. Having a Christian faith doesn't mean you have to be all religious. I'm not. And guess what? Nor was Jesus. In fact, if you read about him, he was totally fun, ridiculously free, loved a party, and always hung out with a so-called lowlife. The only people he ever got angry with were the ultra-religious types. Instead, finding a faith should help you to be freer, more full of life, more filled with joy, with peace, with love, than you'll ever imagine. And those qualities in abundance will only make you stronger and more capable of living an adventurous life. And what's even better is that Jesus turns out to be so much more than just a guide or a pointer of the way. He's a backbone, a companion, and a friend. When I look at my own heroes, I realize there aren't many leaders who haven't at some time quietly bent their knee and looked upwards for strength, for resolve, for peace. Great men and women know their own frailty. They have the humility to accept help, to empower them to their greatness. Be among their number. Pioneers always take bold steps to explore new territory. You never know what you just might find. Well, you can see that I get very excited about the Christmas story. But I think that that's because of three really good reasons. Firstly, because Christmas actually happened. It's not a fairy story. Secondly, because it's life-changing. It's an adventure that's life-changing. Because God showed his love by closing the gap between him and us, by coming to earth to show us how much he loves us. And finally, Christmas is an adventure which we are invited to join in on. And if you would like to explore the adventure further, perhaps in the new year, there are many ways that you can do that. But one of them, if you'd like to explore the Christian faith some more, is to come, is to do what I did 12 years ago, to come on an Alpha course. We have one starting in the new year, in January. And if you do please keep your service sheets with you when you leave, because in your service sheet is a lot of uh, information about what's going on at St. Matthew's in the new year, including details of the Alpha course. So do have a wonderful time this Christmas. Enjoy yourselves with family and friends, and do consider 
getting in on the great adventure. Thank you for listening.